0: Good morning, Morning, millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having an amazing, bright, and positive-filled day here. Yes,
1: it already is because the week is just flying by and this is just one of the best weeks.
0: It's one of the best weeks. I just can't stress enough how weeks like this really put into perspective how integral a four-day work week is. It's just such a, a brilliant concept and I think that as a country, we just need to start thinking about it more, start talking about it more, and then maybe start putting it into action even more.
1: For sure. But we've had this conversation before and we decided that a four-day work week starts with us and yeah, that's true. you know we need to be the change that we, we wish, wish to see. No, you're
0: so right. And so I think that the onus is on us to make that change. Yeah, no, I I hear you and I definitely agree. Like I just think we get so few of these. There's like, you know, MLK Day, um, President's Weekend, uh, Whatever. There's only so many, and I can't even name them all. Um, <laughs> are you just gonna sit here? Like Monday, While Tuesday, you miss the and like honestly, they're so infrequent. But then when they come up, they're like these little gems. They are, and you just really realize like how much better of a balanced life the four to three day ratio is. It's so true. It's, it's sick. So, it's sick. But and I'm I'm upset. Not enough people are talking about it. I know, but that's why we have to talk about it. Like maybe like we do a weekly segment here um like just you know an update on the progress the campaigning for the four-day work week yeah
1: I'm just saying like if you really want to talk about a four-day work week like the toast needs to be four days a week otherwise what are you doing
0: yeah I know but it's hard to be the first person to it's hard to be the
1: first person to do anything yeah but that's what's being a leader not a follower no you're right you know it's hard Very challenging. So that's just something to think about.
0: Um, We have a great show for you guys today. Obviously, a bunch of stories. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and part one of the OC reunion we're on last night. Both pretty good. So we will head into that in the TV recap segment. But before that, we just got, we got lots to talk about. We do have lots to talk about. Some personal updates yesterday. Bruno. Oh, your haircut.
1: Oh my God, my haircut! I put Bruno before myself. Bruno oh, lost a now
0: to- you're a true mother.
1: Bruno lost a tooth yesterday and it Crazy. was just so cute. I left it under his pillow. You, are
0: you going to keep it? You should put it in like a little oh, yeah. box. I
1: want to get like a little box or something because usually puppies lose their teeth But they swallow them. I've never seen. Sometimes it like comes out in their food and then they swallow it. They just swallow it on their own or they like lose it on the street. So he was having a bully stick on bed last night and I just saw the tooth there and it was just so precious. So we left it under his pillow. The tooth fairy came. She brought him so much kibble and toys. That's so cute. And he's he's living the life.
0: That is such. And by the way, you also like more importantly got a haircut.
1: More importantly, I got a haircut. Nothing too crazy, but I'm sure if you're watching on the YouTube, you can really tell the difference. Let me move my microphone. So just a lot of layers,
0: took off all the dead ends, just happy and healthy hair. There's really nothing better than like a perfect trim. Of course, fun haircuts that are like, you know, life changing -changing are important every now and then. But to keep like your biannual fresh chop trim haircut and being so pleased with it your fresh layers your ends are all healthy nothing feels better than that
1: yeah I don't need like a a life-changing haircut just yet I feel like I've had a lot of change in the last year like Bruno Mm -hmm. and I moved and so I'm good on the change front right now yeah but
0: eventually I'm going back. Don't you feel like it's really starting to settle in like how long because we're coming up on the like almost one year anniversary mark of when lockdown started like it's really at least for me starting to settle in like how long this has been and how it feels endless. You know I've always felt like there was some like end in sight to all this but now I'm just like well, it's been a year and it's like, we're in this weird period. I don't know what it's like in other states. I think some states like have bars and restaurants open, but like we're we're completely like, pretty much on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Well, not like as crazy as it was, but I just cannot believe it's been almost a year. Like what the fuck? Yeah. 25 just like shouldn't count for me.
1: No. no, I agree. Just a year of your life down the tubes. I mean, think of kids who are in school, like in the third grade, barely had third grade. You know what? They're it's going like... from second to fourth.
0: No, and like... Truly, like in twenty years, I'm gonna be very, very selective with my doctors because those kids miss third grade. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It's like, let's say I get arrested, and I need a lawyer. I'm like, well, where were you in the third grade?
1: No, where were you in In 2020? Were you in law school in 2020? Zooming from your bedroom? Yeah, no, no, it's gonna be a no from me. (laughs) It's gonna be an
0: absolute no from me. No, I'm kidding. Of course, like lawyers are lawyers. I think that's like so pragmatic. No, but. I just cannot believe it's been a full calendar. Well, not exactly, but it's coming up on being a full year. Yeah, a one-year anniversary. Crazy. Love to see it. Speaking of things coming up, we are now five days away. I mean, honestly, I've been able to sleep at all this entire week because I'm just, like, thinking about my book and, like, checking the, the Amazon page, like, just, like, looking at it. Um, if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, which... I can't imagine there would be anyone who hasn't. Girl slash no book has I mean, all the I, links. I've
1: never been w- big for pre-ordering in my, like for really? anything. Yeah. Because one time when I was in high school, I pre-ordered like the Hannah Montana album on iTunes mm-hmm. and then Midnight came and it never showed up and I had to go and buy it. So mm-hmm. I just, that was my only experience. So well, I can understand that if there are people who are like not into pre-ordering. Well,
0: the thing is like when I was promoting my comedy special, there were very, like not a lot of pre-orders and I was like freaking out because I'm like, this is my debut and like no one cares. And... People really don't pre-order movies, like, at all. Like, literally, I think the amount of people who ended up purchasing my comedy special was, like, 30x the amount of people who actually pre-ordered it. Um, but with books, because you just, like, forget, and, and they ship it to you, like, yeah, I think it's, it's much different. more common. But you're right, not everyone pre-orders. But you still can at com slash book. Audio, ebook, and hardcover versions are all available. And the ebook and the hardcover version come with photos, like, here.
1: So exciting. I don't want to Yes, the Kindle spoil. version does come with photos. Yes,
0: I actually asked my publisher a few days ago because um, people were asking me. But it's at the end. You know, in the hardcover, it's in the middle. Kindle, the pictures are at the end.
1: And just a reminder, if you have a question for Claudia about her book, email the Club at gmail.com and ask away. It's
0: going to be a great episode. And Ben, I've been, like, giving him shit. He hasn't read my book. And, like, am I right to be, like, so offended?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We really don't ask for much. No,
0: especially, like, both his parents read it. (laughs) We really don't. Really. Both his parents read it and his sister's, like, halfway through. And I'm like, this is just, I'm like, I'm trying not to be offended, but, like, I'm fucking offended. He's like, I'm waiting for the audiobook. I'm like, you're not going to listen to eight hours of an audiobook. Like, just sit down and read it. Especially, he got home early from work yesterday and he had, like, nothing to do. I'm like, just sit your ass down and fucking read it. So he made it halfway. But I'm just, like, annoyed that I have to, like badger him into doing it i feel like so naggy like just do do you want to read my book yeah that's sad it's really sad
1: speaking of ben um he and i are going to do a patreon episode about our cleanses but i wanted to talk to you because last week you said like i was getting ben to do the cleanse he was never going to do it and you're going to have all these groceries yes and
0: it's going well for him oh it's going well for him but it is not going well for the kitchen like there's just spinach all over the floor like and he does clean up but like it's a lot of maintenance. No, it's not even that. It's like, Ben means so well. Like, he really does. And if I if I say to him, like, the housekeeper was just here. Can you please clean up after yourself after making your smoothie? He will say yes and really mean it. And he will clean to the best of his ability. But the best of his ability is just not going to cut it in my house and, like, my standards. And I'm not even that crazy. Like, I don't need, like, okay, the floor, there's, like, crumbs everywhere. He, I know he doesn't see that. But, like, wiping down the counter, that's, like, a basic cleaning thing. He just thinks, like, putting all the spinach away and, like, moving the blender to the corner like it's cleaning when it's like no, no no do the dishes wipe down the counter take the dustbuster, and pick up all the spinach you left on the floor
1: yeah well does theo get into the spinach on the floor
0: well ben is now on the part of the cleanse where he's add grapes and grapes are i don't know if you know this very toxic to dogs like be really careful And so I just don't like having grapes in the house. It's like having like a nuclear weapon in your closet. (laughs) Like I just really don't like it because, you know, I know things happen. You drop a grape, they're little. I just don't like how, I don't want to set myself up for that. So Ben is just so reckless and literally I'm sitting doing my makeup and he goes, Hey Claude, I forget, like how many grapes does it take for like, you know, a dog to die? And I'm like, did you give Theo a grape? Like I literally started freaking out. He was just asking, but it's like, I don't like having, you know, something so powerful in the hands of someone so clumsy.
1: Yes, that's very fair. I think so, too. Very fair. Okay, well, I think we can now get into... Oh, is it not excerpt time? Oh, do you, oh Have you gotten feedback on the expert?
0: No. Experts? No, I haven't. So maybe I should do another one. Okay. Page, hmm, page
1: 118.
0: You got it, ma'am. 118. Here we go. This is the chapter... Um. Mm, What is it? On body image, my decision to, you know, uh, get plastic surgery, go into fat camp as a kid, and just, you know, my journey being a famous fat person, because there are not a lot of us, um, but we're a powerful unit, really, truly powerful. Um, Okay, so this is... uh, Oh, this is actually great. Talking about how, like, I wasn't sure whether I should post on Instagram, like, about my chin surgery, um, like, the before and after pictures that they took at the doctor, and I actually put the before and after pictures in this insert with all the photos that you get on the ebook and the hardcover. So this is just a little bit about my journey there. Um, On my final post-op visit to Dr. Giese, she showed me the official before and after pictures. I was floored, and I obviously couldn't wait to post them on Instagram. I was a little nervous to post, not for fear of judgment or ridicule, but because I hated the way I looked in the before shot. They were so before (laughs) but I've always been open and honest with my audience and my chin was no exception I didn't sign up for this life to do it half-ass so I posted the photos with no regrets and you'll just have to see what happens next in girl slash book no regrets no regrets thank you for listening to my excerpt and I promise we're almost at the end of the road of me talking about this book Joe. I just want you guys to like buy it so you can know what I'm talking about you know yeah I just want everyone to feel included
1: yeah I think that's really fair thank you Now, do you think it's
0: time? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm totally Because I actually really want to talk about housewives, and
1: in order to do that, we must.
0: And I really want to talk about JoJo Siwa, so
1: we must. Deliver the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: Oh, my God. Shit. Do you? Fuck. Do you hear that? No. My heart is beating so fast. Oh, my God.
1: Take a breath. Oh, God. No.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Did I pass out? Must have been the RDH. The
1: show's over. Let me
0: take some of my meds. Oh, great. Let me go (laughs) home. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Usual Wines. Usual Wines are wines for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So you have no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single serve format and the bottle design, Usual Usual is always fresh. You have no more flat bubbly or stale rosé. The wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. The Usual... um, Options have a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. We also have usual spritz, a low-alcohol... 8.5 8.5 alcohol beverage um low calorie wine spritzer that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice like white cloth for grown-ups each serving has just 83 calories wow that's really good um first of all usual wines like are great tasting wines of course but I think like the genius concept is the size of the bottle of wine mm-hmm. because I've on more than one occasion like went to open a second bottle and then obviously didn't finish a second bottle it's just such a waste but usual wines are the perfect amount it's like a really hefty serving so Two should usually be good. Um, if you want to check out their website, go to usualwines.com and use our discount code TOAST for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. That's usualwines, U-S-U-A-L, wines.com, and the discount code is TOAST for $8 off your first order to try your first glass on us. They're fabulous wines and fabulous products. So make sure for your next gal's night in, if you need a good brute, a, uh, I... That's been probably the best part of becoming host of The Morning Toast is finding out about usual wines and finally getting my hands on a good brute.
1: Yeah. So important. So important. Okay. First story. Claire Crawley is speaking out about her breakup. She posted to Instagram saying, I was made aware of a mutual quote statement at the same time you all were. So I've needed some time to really digest this. Basically, Dale spoke for the both of them and she did not sign off on that. Speaking for my relationship, my intent, speaking for myself, my intentions with this relationship have always been very clear. So the truth is I am crushed. This was not what I expected or hoped for, and I'm still trying to process this. 2020 was one hell of a year with COVID battling severe anxiety post-show, balancing a public new relationship all while slowly losing my mother. It hasn't been ideal circumstances, but that is life, right? I have been looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. Our relationship was not perfect, but I can say that I was genuinely invested with all of my heart. Like, and to me, reading between the lines means that he was not. Of course. I may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, <gasps> stand by my word, and be committed to love.
0: Well, I was actually really doubting whether or not she would continue to show up. So for, I'm really glad we got that sort of clarity. <laughs> I actually feel really, really bad for Claire. I also feel bad for Dale. I think in a lot of ways, like, he just got swept up into this, like, committed relationship that I think he didn't really want to be a part of as much as Claire did. So, of course, there's going to be fallout from that. But a, a Bachelor producers, like, really, I feel like, coerced Dale into this whole thing. And I mean, con- yeah. Bachelor producers coerced Dale into this whole thing, thus leading to Claire thinking it was real. So she, I, I do feel bad because she must be, like, genuinely crushed. yeah. I don't
1: know, I think they definitely encourage him and but when they when it was the beginning of the season, and it was the two of them really vibing so hard yeah um he was it, like that wasn't producers making no he was him, flirting yeah, no, so they had like a genuine connection. I just think if she had just had some patience, like she it might have unfolded differently, yeah,
0: I do feel really bad for her because. She's gotten a lot of shit She deals with a lot of things Personally And now she's single Which is like The antithesis of why she went So now she has all the grief From the journey But not even the You know the one of the positives which is a partner yeah I'm looking
1: at her Instagram page and it's just all pictures of her and Dale and it's just oh, so sad, me sad.
0: I, I think Dale just like wanted to GTFO so bad and he just like put up the statement like he just wanted to like put this behind him so it's like I have empathy for both of them but I really just feel bad for Claire because now she's been through this whole journey like she was really made into a joke in so many ways and and now she's left Single, like yeah. which was the whole point of, of going right on this where journey. she started,
1: but just all with all the negative attention and the anxiety, yeah, and like uh, haters,
0: yeah. And she is chaotic, and we have to give her that. But I, I, I don't know. I, do, I, feel bad for her, especially because I know she struggles with a lot personally, like with her mom. I think has Alzheimer's, and it's just it's hard. And I do feel bad for her. I really do. Yeah. But what a journey! This was an adventure. Yep. These two. These two. Quite the adventure yeah I I hope they also don't continue to be like messy on social media like that's honestly one of my least favorite things
1: um it is one of my least favorite things but I do I'm sure we'll get a little messier than just right now these two statements and I do like to get a little taste of what was actually going on oh aside from like the mutual love and respect and we will
0: always be friends you know where as a relationship I feel like with bachelor nation that was like so much more than we saw was so toxic and we never really got like a full recap on that Cassie and Colton
1: yeah, no, there's like we, a lot of TR. There's on a them. lot, but there was so much messiness. Like, there was a restraining order. There yeah, yeah, was a yeah. Spy
0: cam. Yeah. There was a tracker. No, right. So, I'm saying, like, I want a Colton tell all book, but on that.
1: No, I, I don't, Who wants to hear from Colton's point of view? No, no, sorry, one delusional. of them. One of them. Cassie. Colton wrote a book. He didn't. He chose not to talk about anything, pretended like his relationship was perfect, and a month later they were broken up.
0: That's not true. interested. I would actually be annoyed if I spent money on that book. At least my book is honest. Like, yeah. I literally tell all the truths in here. That's true. Like, People literally bought your book only for you to lie straight to their face. No, and it's
1: also like, when you wrote the book, obviously you were having relationship troubles. Right. You broke up literally one month later. So maybe wait to write your memoirs until this
0: huge... Life-altering moment.
1: Life-altering thing
0: happens. Especially when you're famous for your relationships, you know, because yeah. going on The Bachelor, it's not like you're an athlete. You don't need to wait. If you're an athlete, you don't need to wait for you and your wife to get divorced to write your memoir. But like yeah. when you're famous for being The Bachelor and you're famous for being in a relationship, it would be And helpful. you know your
1: relationships going down the tubes, maybe wait till the thing that's interesting happens. I
0: mean, talk about a fall from grace for Colton Underwood. Like I mean, from NFL bench warmer.
1: When I think about like the amount that I stand mm-hmm. him and like, I, it's shocking how, how quickly and how drastically your opinion about someone can change.
0: I mean, he totally let us down. Like, yeah. A- and when you think about his career as a whole, not just The Bachelor, but everything before that. Like, all right, he was like, kind of like a failed NFL player. But then he started dating Ellie Raisman. And you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is going to be it for this guy. And... Well, it's not like we had heard about him before. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, for him, he was probably like, all right, my, my life's not over. Like, I'm dating a fucking gold medal Me- Olympian. Yeah. And then when he joined The Bachelor, it was like, obviously, he stepped down. But there's so many perks that come with The Bachelor, like fame and money, that like, you know what? The stigma is not as bad as it, as it is. And now that all this time has passed and he's literally just like a disgraced bachelor slash stalker, like it's really crazy how he went from like Olympic gold medal to potential jail time. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: But he's been low key. He, uh, he like deleted his Instagram. Did all he? All his posts are gone. Yeah, last I checked.
0: It's just so weird. Like he went from being the thirstiest person on the planet. Like remember him and Cassie Lurie started a music video for like a no-name country singer like, just so they could be in a music video. Yeah.
1: Well, that is, you know, part of the playbook. Of it Bachelor is, Dumb. but not for two leads. Like,
0: yeah, that's for like a like a Danielle Moppy is, is in a few music videos. Like uh, someone is in a Darius Rucker one, too. Like there's a bunch of girls from Bachelor Nation, but they're not the winners. Yeah.
1: But Lauren Bushnell. Well, wasn't. that was her husband. Yeah. Counts. So I think if you're asked to be in a music video, you should always say yes.
0: A hundred percent. Also, if you could have the life or like yeah if you could have the life of any post bachelor alum boy or girl, who would you want i mean
1: it's it's a It's a bad question because it's like the worst thing you could do is like covet someone's life and you also never know. Okay,
0: sorry. No, who do you think has the best life? Like, I mean, of course, Lauren and the Lanes are just everything of the sort,
1: but there's a few people who look like they're really living their best lives.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of them still stay in the bachelor circle and like make their living off of like showing up at the Bachelor podcast. podcasts. the
1: Roper Tolbert's have such a full and happy life. That's a really good one.
0: The Lanes and the Roper Tolbert's for sure. Yeah. Emily Maynard Johnson. Yeah, but she, like, is not a, like, I. when I think of her, like, I know she was on The Bachelor not once but twice, but I literally don't even consider her a part of Bachelor Nation because she's just, like, so doing her own thing. Yeah. I love her, love her. Okay,
1: next story is also a bit of bachelor news that I found really surprising. ABC executive Robert Mills addresses Matt James's lower bachelor ratings. He says people are just getting to know him. So Matt James's bachelor premiere had the lowest ratings in franchise history. But that's ABC,
0: shocking. That is
1: shocking. That was the first time that I heard that. I had no idea. I would have never guessed Me that. Me either.
0: Because people are at home. What else are they doing?
1: And this, they made this
0: season look really good. Yeah. And by the way, if people watched. Uh, Claire and Taysha at literal like a motel in Palm Springs I don't know why they wouldn't watch Matt James at like a palace in Nima Colon
1: right and also I feel like sometimes when the bachelor bachelorette is chosen it's a polarizing choice it's like oh I'm not gonna watch next season because I know that person I don't want to watch that person but none of us knew like None of us knew Matt James, so it's like, who wouldn't want to watch? What right might you have with him? And Robert Mills is saying that, like, he thinks people aren't watching yet because they don't know him, so they're not inclined to watch. But I think the fact that they don't know him should be a reason why the ratings are even higher. I think his assessment as to why the ratings aren't high is completely...
0: I mean, no one can really truly know why. No, but I mean, how I guess... Ma- do they say how many people? What's below low? five million. Wow, which that's, is... that's just crazy that that many people watch A Bachelor. Like, cause, I know. Because I know, like, Bravo um, ratings and, like... Atlanta and Beverly Hills I think are like some of the watch most watched shows and like for really good seasons they hit like 2.53. Yeah. But ABC is ABC.
1: Yeah, I just, I would want to ask, like, a a person who typically watches The Bachelor why they're not watching the season if they're not. Okay, here. That would be a good way to find out.
0: If you guys are listeners of this podcast and you usually watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette and you're not watching the season, leave a comment on our Instagram and let us know why, like, I'm just genuinely curious. Maybe,
1: like, you just don't know Matt, so you just don't
0: care. That was the reason why I wanted to watch it. Like, I just hate all the baggage, like... Oh, just show up. Like, everyone has a stupid thing. Like, uh, unlovable. Remember? Like, everyone has, like, a a catchphrase. It's just so contrived now. And it it really is a breath of fresh air, even though I do think Matt James is, like, a little too nice for this particular role. But you have to watch the show in order to know that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying my my critique. No, 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 yeah. But um, if you are someone who usually watches the franchise but is not watching, do let us know. I'm genuinely curious. Mm Mm-hmm um Robert Mill said I actually think you're going to see ratings rise more
1: exponentially than you would during previous seasons because people are going to start talking about it and word of mouth is going to kick
0: in well this article is also press for The Bachelor so he's not going to say like ratings I think are going to continue to go down
1: <laughs> yeah but also as the season picks up the drama starts really happening these are always the worst episodes of any Agreed. season and so once things start to happen like I'm sure with Claire and Tisha season, when Claire left, like, more people tuned in. A
0: hundred percent. When Claire blew up The Bachelor.
1: Yeah. So as those sort of big dramatic moments happen, I'm sure there'll be more viewers. But I just thought that was really interesting. And I don't, I don't think it's a reflection on the casting choice. I think it's more of people are really tired of The Bachelor.
0: And it's just situational, too. Like, at some point, I was thinking about this last night. Like, enough is enough. Like with television, like we have I, to put our foot down. We do, and I've put my our foot down, a, down. Our feet. I have put my foot down a few times with Bachelor Nation. I didn't watch Becca season. I didn't watch Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown season. I was just like so over it. You get so burnt out. So maybe just like a lot of people got burnt out from like the past couple seasons where nobody got engaged mm-hmm. that they were like, all right, I need a break. Yeah.
1: Also, I think that. I mean, I know that the Bachelor producers don't really care about this, but like with every breakup and like this, now this Claire and Dale thing, like it makes the franchise so... Stupid, almost. What was the point of all of that? Yeah, for them to be together for a month.
0: And I think that with other shows, like Are You the One, they don't really brand the shows as like really you're going to fall in love. Like you expect the people to break up. It's not that crazy. But The Bachelor has always taken itself so seriously and really set itself apart from those other shows. And for a while, they were going really strong with like a lot of couples. And now they're. It's like in the last five seasons. Colton did not end up with someone. Claire did not end up with someone. Um, Becky and Garrett have broken up. Like, there's just so many Mm -hmm. that it's kind of boring.
1: Hannah Brown didn't end up with anyone. Oh, thank you. Hannah Brown. Yeah. So, just something you should know.
0: No, I do. I find find that interesting because I don't keep up with Bachelor ratings. I do with Bravo because I find those really, really interesting. Um... So I I never hear about Bachelor ratings dropping. I feel like they're always consistent. So like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. The beginning of the end. Hopefully.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next up. Here's why people think Jojo Siwa came out as queer. Though young, JoJo Siwa has been a gay icon for a few years. Her Very penchant true. for rainbows, bubbly personality, perfect teeth, and knack for going viral. has Perfect <laughs> teeth? That's true. Night Out um, magazine. That's hilarious. Has essentially made her family. They say, we're absolutely joking, noting makes, nothing makes you LGBTQ+, besides actually being LGBTQ+. But um, JoJo Siwa posted a TikTok yesterday, in a completely rainbow
0: it was outfit. a white hoodie with like rainbow it was her i think it was her own merch but it was rainbow themed merch and she had those led lights on her wall that were all lit up in rainbow and she was lip syncing to lady gaga's born this way she was lip syncing to lady gaga's born this way the bridge which is like not only the most iconic part of the song but i think has is the reason why born this way has become like literally like the gay anthem of our generation. I think of most queer people would agree. Mm-hmm. Um and the lyrics to that part of the no song Matter gay straighter by Lesbian, lesbian transgender, transgender life, you're on the right track, baby. You were born to survive. So I don't know why people are like, did she? Didn't she? She did. Like uh, it's so clear. And I think this is so great. And I think JoJo C was like always been like a a wonderful role model for people and the way she like protects her brand and it's super kid safe and I just think like this is so cool and so wonderful and I'm so proud of her and I'm Jojo Siwa like you know what treat yourself tonight have a pack of Marlboro Reds on me (laughs) (laughs) yeah by the way that was a joke no, there's mean, a rumor that Jojo C was a chain smoker. It's
1: not a rumor. It's like I read it somewhere once and I just like
0: completely believed it. It's so funny. It's so funny. But she might not be so I just wanted to put it out there. But if you want to celebrate tonight, Jojo, you have my permission to smoke a pack. The reds are on us. The reds are on us. You know,
1: this is awesome. But a lot of the headlines, the people are, it's not
0: confirmed. You know, she know, have a caption. Because there's a
1: lot that she's alluding to but she hasn't officially come out. But people yeah. are taking this as that she's coming up.
0: yeah because then there was another TikTok that she made with a bunch of other creators who I believe are all queer as well and the caption was like now you're one of us Jojo or whatever so like it's it's pretty overt but I just don't think anyone wants to make a full assumption until like we hear it in perfectly Plain clear terms. words from Jojo but yes regardless I think that this is wonderful and I just think it's it's like the same thing I was saying with high school musical the musical the series like it's just such a great time to be a kid
1: yes well aside from not going to school part oh
0: no sorry (laughs) it's a terrible time (laughs) aside from missing the third grade (laughs) sorry (laughs) terrible time but you know what i mean
1: yeah okay next story kylie jenner is striking back at critics um because the internet was in an uproar over her shower yes they were so the other day kylie posted a video of her shower and um it was like pink and black super cool marble and she got roasted because the water pressure, like, looks pretty weak for it's a It's just not what
0: you would expect, like, in a $100 million home. It really was giving me, like, camp shower pressure. Right. So Kylie took back to Instagram to clear a few things up. One, that was the shower in her office. Yes, if you've watched her office tour on YouTube, which if you haven't, just go check it out. It's mm-hmm. so fabulous. She has, like, a suite. Like, for, she has a wardrobe room, for a glam room, and then she does a lot of photo shoots. So she has a, a sickening master bathroom there. And so I guess the water pressure there is, like, not... Not Extreme. great, but I have a theory now that I'm thinking about it. And then
1: she showed us her shower at home that is, like, state-of-the-art, automatic. You do the temperature. It looks like a hot
0: tub. With I never a... saw a shower without a nozzle. Like, it just was a button. Yeah. Crazy. Right. I'm
1: glad that she just showed us all the shower features that we are missing in our lives. Like, that's, I think, what we all expected. But I feel like the sh- water pressure in her office shower, like, might intentionally not be that great. Because I feel like she never would wash her hair there. It would just be, like, a rinse, you know, because she's always glammed up. Yeah. So you ever try and not wash your hair in a shower that's having um,
0: like crazy pressure from the top? It's impossible. Oh, you know what? That's so interesting. I never thought to change the pressure in my shower when I'm not washing my hair.
1: I don't change the pressure, but you put- if I was building a shower in my office, knowing that I probably am not going to like, you know, come out with wet hair and no makeup... I don't know if this was intentional. I think you're
0: looking too much into it. But I just
1: think she doesn't need such strong pressure for her office because she's probably just taking like body showers. Well,
0: I was thinking that like maybe just the nozzle wasn't turned all the way up and like she just wanted the video and she did not think people would be like getting so pressed on the internet about the pressure of the shower. I just think like maybe the both, you know, you sometimes you got to turn two nozzles. Maybe one was only turned halfway. I mean, I just... It is odd. It, I, I, when I saw the video on her Instagram, I had the same thought. I was like, "That's pretty weak." Yeah, no. And water pressure is like a coveted thing. Like, and yeah. if you're a billionaire like Kylie is, like, you have pressure out the ass. So I just think like maybe one of the buttons wasn't on or something.
1: I don't know. I think, I think it never bothered her because she's never
0: looking for that, you know, deep clean shower while she's at work. That's fair. Like, I agree. I don't think she's washing her hair, putting it in a towel, and then going home. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like shaving her legs and exfoliating and all of that. I mean, honestly, I miss so much of Kylie's YouTube content. I feel like we talk about her YouTube content like every quarter because that's when she puts out a video. Mm -hmm. Um, And recently she's been like putting out videos that are just her Instagram stories like combined. And to me, that's offensive. Yeah, I haven't even checked them out. Like that's rude. But her and Kendall took this trip, oh my god, to Mexico. I know. This is the most sickening house I've ever saw except Kylie rocking that mole woman hair. I just <laughs> I hate that look. Kim used to do it all the time too, like hair literally down to your ankles. Kylie's was way longer than Kim's was, but I hate that look. Yeah. Despise. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I think that's fair. This has also been the week of me, like, offending haircuts. Like, I've been just, like, talking shit about haircuts. But you know what? Have whatever haircut you want. You I'm have just, strong opinions. I have strong opinions, but, like, do, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, fifth and final story,
1: a little biz
0: news. A little... Business.
1: I feel like people might have seen this because Netflix is soaring. Oh, really? Yeah. Netflix, shit, I should have bought some stock. Netflix shares exploded 18% in Wednesday, trading, pushing the stock to a record high, despite the earnings shortfall on Tuesday evening. The, um, that was just like, the next sentence is a lot of really like financial jargon. Yeah. Um, but the company surpassed, the part that we care about, the company surpassed 200 million paid
0: subscribers oh for the first God. time. You know what I need? 200 million paid subscribers, desperately.
1: Yes, powered by a world continuing to consume large amounts of content at home during the COVID-19 pandemic. I find this really interesting because I feel like for a long time it was known that Netflix was in debt buying all of these movies and Mm -hmm. this content and producing it themselves like really big budget projects. And this is the first time that they are not. So their bet has paid off.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think they they always thought that it would, but people
1: eventually were like, uh, I don't know. People were doubtful, but I also think that also the people who were doubtful could have never foreseen a pandemic right and all of those factors have contributed to Netflix soaring
0: yeah but it also it's super interesting that Netflix is soaring given the amount of really premium services out there now that compete directly with Netflix HBO Max Disney Plus Hulu like and the new ones we've Discovery Plus the ones we've gotten in quarantine with the exception of Quibi um are really stellar yeah like I'm loving HBO Max and loving Disney Plus
1: I'm loving one of my Peacock right now, I've and been, you lo- love Discovery Plus. And yes, I I like them all. I really do. Me too. I think they're Except like a for f- Hulu. You know, but what? they're
0: about to have Kardashians, so they fixed it. Hulu has the best database of uh, like if you're looking for an old show, Desperate Housewives, Lost, like it's on Hulu. Ugly Betty. Um, but the interface, we talk about this once a week here, and I just need someone who works for Hulu to like help me. Like the interface is so not premium. Like. Whatsoever,
1: I feel like they'll they'll work on a rebrand soon, especially with the Kardashians. Like they're obviously investing in themselves.
0: I did think it was kind of crazy that they chose Hulu. I'm sure they just went to like whoever had the most money, but like Hulu in terms of branding is like not the coolest place on earth. No, I'm sure it was just about money, and, I'm, yeah. I, and Hulu like really needs the Kardashians. And. I totally respect my like people who make choices for money mm-hmm.
1: and because to them it's all the same um right where and wherever they go it their cool. fans
0: will follow no
1: and it's like oh the Kardashians here are here it's cool they don't have to worry about going to the existing cool one
0: imagine just being like that cool mm-hmm. can't relate <laughs> um let's dive into the TV, TV recap. recap which is brought to you by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals uh yeah my crippling anxiety <laughs> better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 40 hours it's not a crisis line it is not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas this service is available for clients worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy better help is committed to f- facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website, betterhelp.com toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for the Morning Toast listeners to get 10% off your first month is betterhelp.com toast. Check it out and start taking care of your mental health.
1: Love it. Okay, where do you want to go first? OC,
0: because it was on first, and I feel like there's just less to say. Um,
1: I thought it was good. I thought it was, I was decent. I was paying attention the whole time. I There's so much to talk about. There's so many, because the season was so abbreviated and confusing, like there was a lot to unpack. And like blanks to fill in.
0: Yes. Um, I thought, though, like collectively, like, they didn't look great.
1: Um. The lighting was harsh for a lot of them. And And the
0: chairs were like small. There was no decor like between them.
1: Yeah. I didn't think overall that they looked bad. I thought Emily looked fantastic. I thought Gina looked great. I thought... Gina looked the best. Bronwyn. Bron. Bronwyn (laughs) looked interesting. Bron from Game of
0: Thrones. Bron. She Um, was wearing flats like...
1: Bronwyn? No, she
0: wasn't. Yeah, she, she was wearing those boots, like they were flat. Oh,
1: it looked like they had a big
0: heel, but they if... might have had a platform, but like they were flat. Oh,
1: that's not how I saw it. Which she... is just crazy. I think that she looked like great.
0: Her hair and makeup looks great.
1: Yeah, um, I thought Kelly looked great. I thought Elizabeth Vargas looked great, and I just thought that Shannon's um,
0: foundation was off. I thought Shannon's whole look was weird. Her shoes I were actually, so bizarre.
1: I loved sh- Shannon's um, concept. Concept. I love the headband and the go-go dress and the platform shoes. I just. It's a standing outfit, not a sitting outfit. That's really true. Um, And I loved her hairstyle. I loved what she was going for, but it just, it was tough on a reunion.
0: The whole reunion was bizarre. Everyone was like, there's just like no clear alliances. I think for the most part, like it's everyone against Bronwyn, but then it's also like everyone against themselves and like there's so much infighting. And I just like really have come to the conclusion that I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt I just don't like Bronwyn, but I do think some of the things they say to her are just fucking evil. Like, her sobriety is not fake. Like, I don't think that. Maybe she's, like, desperate to be famous and purposely got sober for a storyline. Fine. That doesn't mean she's still a fake... Kelly said she thinks she's a fake alcoholic. And she doesn't believe she never saw her on cover. She never thinks she had a problem. And that, like, she's not even a person who needed to get sober. if,
1: If I had heard this at the beginning of the season, I would have been wildly offended. But now hearing a lot of the things that we have heard and knowing that Bronwyn has lied about a lot of different facets of her life namely that her and Sean have that love condo like that was all a lie it's clear that she does things for storylines and I think the idea that she got sober I don't think anyone's questioning the fact that she is sober and that she's going through all the steps but that she did that for the show especially considering day one was like day one of filming like it does
0: make you wonder. Like, I... Well, so Emily and Gina said that. They think that, like, your sobriety is real, but, like, your timing and, like, your motives are self-serving. Right, and like, I think... Kelly straight up was like, I don't believe you're, you're to be an alcoholic, and I don't think you have a drinking problem.
1: Right, but she's not saying that her sobriety... That she's not now sober. No,
0: no, no, no.
1: She's saying the same thing as Emily and Gina. Just, she is sort of like...
0: No, no, Emily and Gina said they, they thought she had a drinking problem, but they're just like skeptical of her timing. Whereas Kelly was like, you never had a drinking problem. You made up the problem. But when Andy asked who
1: here thinks that Bronwyn had a drinking problem before she got sober, Gina was like, I never thought that.
0: But but Gina's not doubting the fact that now, knowing what she knows, that Bronwyn like, did the right thing and needed to get help. She yeah. went to a meeting with yeah. her. Oh, right. Because they had gone to
1: meetings with her. Both so they, they saw a different side. So maybe that's what Kelly needs to do. Yeah, I just think like, Kelly took that one like, a little too far. I think Kelly just... I, I think there's a lot more that to come with Bronwyn. Ke- yeah. and I think that given a lot of other things that are going to come up, some women have
0: every reason to question every single thing that she says. Well, the cocaine thing that's coming up now is so crazy and i do think it will result in bronwyn being let go from the show i mean we, we how could it not how could it not we we have like this has happened a few times where it's like someone and housewives are always saying and doing crazy things but every now and then someone like really crosses this invisible line leanne locken with carrie briningham and like everyone collectively was like yeah she's got to go and i think that it's going to be this but i also think i was looking at these women and i'm like you know what i think you all have to go like The show, it's just, it needs to start from scratch. And I think they keep trying to remove elements and like build around. But I don't think it's it because, honestly, the only woman, I know I'm like obsessed with her, but I think the only woman who, who really can and should stay, maybe Elizabeth Vargas too, but... Emily Simpson, like, she is a real housewife. Like, she lives a fabulous life. She has a nice home. And her her and her husband, like, make a nice living. And she also is now, like, getting involved in drama. Like, she has both elements. Whereas, like, some of the women have neither. And I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's a broken franchise. I think that Bronwyn and Shannon
1: need to go. Shannon, 100%. I think that Emily's great. I think that Gina contributes a lot to the show. and, And she's right some of the time. And I think that, I think she's a good housewife. I think she is, too. I just, like... I, think I just don't like her. Kelly is a good housewife, and I think that Elizabeth is well on her way. Well, also, I think now with I Elizabeth's think divorce settlement. What I'm gathering from the reunion dynamics is that those four women get along with one another yes like I think Emily and Gina obviously we know that they're close I think Emily and Kelly are very close me too and I think that the three of them have no problem with Elizabeth
0: no and now that Elizabeth um got her divorce settlement and I have a feeling it was like 500 million dollars like I feel I don't know why I'm just getting the vibe that it was like a lot of money that I'm ready for Elizabeth Vargas like should have waited till her divorce was done before she could join the show just be so she could a talk about it and be just like be rid of that like be more free yeah so I'm actually looking forward but she was like she was trying a little too hard at the reunion, Elizabeth, to, like, have, like, a, like a punchy moment.
1: Oh, you thought? So I felt that way about Bronwyn. Uh,
0: that's Bronwyn, though, to a T. Like, did you see those paparazzi pictures? Me and Heather McDonald were talking about it on our podcast. We were dying. Did you see, like, paparazzi caught Bronwyn and Sean going into a sex shop where Bronwyn just happened to be wearing a necklace that said, Gay, okay. I can't. It's just, like, what are the odds, you know? What are the odds? They're just, she's so thirsty, and her motives are so clear I agree we gotta uh, definitely get rid of Bronwyn and Shannon even though I really like Shannon for a while but she's had just she's tough just time. two
1: of the old school OC Trace Amigas yeah Trace Amigas like googling each other like it's just a new world I agree and she it, it's just I think her time has has come and gone
0: I yeah think. and also like just if I have to hear about COVID more on my reality TV, like I'm literally just going to throw my TV out the, be- out the window because like I'm living it. Okay. Like, please leave me alone. Like it's so torturous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Salt Lake City was so good and I have this theory and I need you to hear me out. Are you okay. done talking about it? I was saying, okay, let me t- talk to you about Salt Lake City because I was getting so frustrated this episode. Of course, like Jen Shaw, queen of like accepting apologies and then pretending like they never happened. And That was crazy. But I really was getting annoyed with Lisa Barlow. Like, I think she might be one of my least favorite housewives of all time. And I have a theory. Mm -hmm. Um, So you were the one who actually told me, like, when you saw her on Watch Happens Live for the first time, you were like, it was so clear that, like, she's just been dying to be a housewife. Mm -hmm. So I think off camera in Salt Lake City, Lisa Barlow is probably, like, the most cool one of this group. I think, like, when she got cast, it was, like, good for the show. I think she's, like, a girl about town, a socialite, very well connected. And she's probably, quote, unquote, cooler in Salt Lake City than any of the other women. That means nothing to us because we don't live in Salt Lake City, and I I just like who I like from the show. And so I think that she was kind of being like a, like keeping everyone at you know an arm's length, like trying to be like the cool girl, trying to have that you come to me, thinking that would transfer to, to the screen. We don't know what the Sundance Film Festival social climb ladder is like. Like I, I'm getting the vibe though that like she thought that like that would all translate, and now I think people's favorites are pretty much like Heather and Whitney. I, I think that's where the audience is lying. Nobody cares that Lisa's like a cool girl in real life because on camera you're a mean girl and I you're think not contributing anything to the show. Anything like you're not friends with any of these women. You're honestly bringing Meredith down and I think at the reunion we're gonna see like a huge change because all Lisa wants is to be like a beloved housewife and she thought she could do that by being herself. Yeah. And that's not working. Yeah. She needs to be with the, with the people who are now the cool girls which is like Heather and Whitney and I think we're gonna see like a uh, a huge shift from I think she thought she was gonna end up being like the coolest cat in town. she thought she was doing something she th- and she was doing nothing of the sort, yeah, she was actually doing absolutely nothing. Good. yeah, like her like going to Vegas and not telling anyone like logistically, that just doesn't work for me, like do we need to get you a room? like it was just an- she was annoying me on so many levels. She's taking this so personally and taking it way too far. And I will say though, in her defense, even though I'm so here for Whitney,
1: what Whitney did at the party, repeating a rumor that she heard from Mary unverified and going to Jen with it about Meredith and Lisa like they have every right to be pissed at her and up until the race car thing she hadn't apologized once she apologized it seems like they're ready to move on and I just want to make sure that they do move on yes but I Can understand
0: that they were like, what are you doing? Yes, but I do wish they would recognize a little bit more that not only, okay, yes, she said the thing that Mary said, and that was bad, but she was also looking out for Meredith because no one is even talking about how Jen Shaw, not once but twice, has been so disrespectful and nasty to Meredith about her marriage, telling everyone they were separated before Meredith had a chance and now starting rumors that she was seen with some guy. And so Whitney, in her own weird way, in her drunk way, was trying to help Meredith as well and no one's talking about that.
1: Yeah, no, Meredith is and I think Meredith sees that. That's why Meredith was on the plane and is was quicker to forgive Whitney. But Lisa has her own experience with Whitney. They were already on a weird foot. Then Whitney does that. Whitney needed to apologize. And if Lisa can, she said she accepted it. If she can actually move on, Fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But she needed to apologize and she waited a little bit of a long time. I mean, that I wouldn't spree, get on a, pla- a plane with, like,
0: that know, was. But if you're on a Housewives show, like in real no, life, yeah. But. Yeah, but like that car ride to the, it was motor- so awkward. But oh, it's I'm like, sorry. The motor, the, the car racing thing where Lisa was being like such a big talker. And then was literally driving so slow. Like, that for me was the highlight of the episode. Yeah. Also, the highlight of the episode was Heather Gay's double date with uh, Sharif. And, and when she said, he's tall, he's dark, he's handsome, he's alive, he'll, like, he'll work. I was dying. And then the guy was, like, boring and sober. And she was like, thanks, Jen, for bringing me to this sober TED Talk. She was being so funny. She is a queen. Like, yes. she is the, the star. Yes. I want to talk about what Jen did for her with
1: the shopping day which was so cute and sweet and and it was like the second attempt on Jen's behalf to like do something nice for Heather. Okay, can I say one thing?
0: What? I didn't think it was so nice and so sweet. Well, I there's an itinerary. Like it's actually rude to to Whitney yeah like you just work on your own schedule like Whitney coordinated this trip
1: I I completely agree and and now watching watch what happens live we know that Heather actually did want to go race car driving but the idea that Jen took time to plan something to yeah. call people to do something special for Heather I think is a really nice generous thing for a person to do however the fact that after they finished their shopping Whitney when comes Jen
0: up, fell off the bar
1: oh my god oh my god Oh I, my god! I was like in my ankle hurt
0: I me mean too I thought she was literally going to like like fall on her face it was crazy
1: but she was fine it was crazy but she was fine Sorry, continue no but so they finished the shopping and so jen brings up whitney and just goes off on heather for supporting whitney and it's like made me feel like jen had been doing these nice things to like in to get heather on her side side to go against whitney and like i am
0: now just skeptical so, so skeptical also people are forgetting not only are whitney and heather friends they are cousins. Like, family is family. Of course you're always... I mean, I would get... As a kid, if I didn't take my cousin's side, like, I would literally get smacked. Like, you would take your cousin's side. Of course, even if you think... And I don't even think Whitney's really that wrong. Yeah. But, like, of course she's taking... And so for Jen to not only... Pretend like the apology never happened, but then demand that Heather take her side is so delusional. Yeah. She is really starting to piss me off. And she was getting, she has an anger problem. She was getting so heated and it was literally just two people sitting and talking like chill.
1: Yeah. A, A pet peeve of mine that I'm realizing is when someone accepts an apology and then does not move on or just pretends like that apology didn't happen. It happened with Mary, Mary two times, and, and it's a, it's really frustrating as a viewer. Also,
0: Mary like still sitting in her closet, still not leaving her house. Like she's literally on coronavirus lockdown. Um, I understand of course why she didn't go to the trip, but like this is where like Housewives gets weird, where it's like yes, honestly, Mary's right, but Jen is with the group, so like yeah, one of you got to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go on a trip. I feel like Mary is just, like, writing
0: herself out of the show. You no, know, she she gives no fucks. Whereas, like, Lisa Barlow, I feel like, is, like, this is her dream come true. On Watch Happens Live last night, um, they opened the vault. And Heather had posted on her Instagram on in 2014 a picture of Andy Cohen. Was, like, I love this guy. And they were, like, dying. And Heather was, like, no, honestly, like, manifest your dreams, people, right. on Instagram. And it's what's
1: so funny is, like, I thought her response was so great and she just owned it. Whereas, like, if that had been Lisa, like, it just would have been something so it, it wasn't cringy like the fact that she watched it wasn't Bravo, cringy. obviously
0: but that's like remember when jackie goldschneider that picture of her at teresa's yes. that's and she tried to like play it off but she honestly didn't do a good job like i thought the way heather just embraced it she's like yeah like i fucking love andy like yeah i thought it was it's so cool because
1: it was like a like a cast member that you're now beefing with no it's it's, it's crazy that
0: <laughs> that one I was had, crazy i
1: like selectively forgot
0: about that i'll never forget Never. She went to Teresa's book signing with her kids and took a picture. And like, of course the photo resurfaced the season that she joined and it was just the so season painful. that she joined. But I'm Teresa. surprised there's not more closer. I mean like every middle-aged woman in America watches housewives and yeah. some of them become housewives. Yeah. Like I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more, but I, I thought Heather handled it well. Meredith. I wanted to say one more thing about, Oh my God, the scene with her grocery shopping for Brooks, like, I know Mary's writing herself out of the show, but I wish Brooks would. <laughs> like gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan. Are these he, dog traits? He really thinks
1: that he's doing something, and I think he's gonna. I think he's seen by now that he's not.
0: I, I mean, I I'm, I know he's wishing he could go back and edit all these episodes himself out. He'd rather not be in it at all. He's coming off so bratty, so bratty, and not funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, he started so strong. He
0: started so strong.
1: <sighs> okay. Um, Anything else
0: about the episode you want to talk about?
1: No, just still a great show. Really enjoying it. Last night was a good night of of Housewives for me.
0: Yeah, Meredith and Heather were on Trappins Live. And honestly, there was like an awkward vibe. I feel like they are not friends. But I also think it's hard to vibe with someone on Zoom. Zoom, yeah. But do you see
1: that they had Carl from Summer House like come and be a mystery man set up with Heather? That was weird. I was so weirded out me too it i was made really no trying sense. to
0: think who it was
1: i couldn't think of two people i was thinking maybe someone from vanderpump rules yeah because there aren't that many like um single men single men on bravo that are like above 35 yeah um and,
0: and I, if they are they're married to a housewife
1: oh of course and so i was just like what in the what that was weird What? Yeah.
0: And (laughs) the last time she was on, they set her up with someone from below deck and she said they've been texting.
1: That's really cute. I just love Heather. I love her openness to people. I know. And just like being the ultimate single girl everyone wants to set you up with. And she just has such an open mind. And
0: I think she's having the time of her life being a housewife. And I'm just... I'm like so happy for her.
1: Yeah. And I think that something that we've seen her struggle with is like her wanting to explore life outside of Salt Lake City and the Mormon and Church community and I think Housewives is the perfect vessel for her to do that and I, I just wish she wasn't airing during COVID because she'd be in New York she'd be in LA yeah. she'd be everywhere living like, her best life living her best life she's
0: also friends with Bronwyn that's so unfortunate problem. yeah um, alright tomorrow we will be recapping Southern Charm and I think that is it for tomorrow night right? yep that's oh. all she wrote make sure to join us tomorrow for our final show of the week thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast where we live where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you ever listen to podcasts. Find us, The Morning and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. My book comes out this Tuesday. It is available for pre-order at girlwithnojob.com slash book. The book is called Girl With No Job and you can get it anywhere you get books. Thank you so much for the support. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday.